Welcome into This Is Baseball. I am Brandon Johnson. Let's start the show. We are about a week away from the trade deadline, so I thought it was appropriate to kind of look at some players that are likely going to be on the move and playing for different teams um, after the August 1st deadline. Take a look at which teams are buying and which teams are selling. And ultimately what I think is going to happen with the biggest name to talk about this trade deadline and Shohei Otani, whether or not he's going to remain with the Angels or be playing somewhere else next week. But before we get into all that, I wanted to talk about the Kansas City Royals. I haven't really said a word about them for probably about six weeks, but they are back in the news a little bit. This morning, Royals chairman and CEO John Sherman uh, penned an open letter to Kansas City and the community to talk about the stadium, the downtown stadium that they've been working on for quite some time. And I'm not going to read the whole letter, but I do want to look at a couple things that stuck out to me and react to that. So the letter opened with John Sherman being introduced to Nancy Hauser, who is World Series champion manager Dick Hauser's widow. And he talked to her and was excited for the future after having an interaction with her, which if you didn't know, Dick Hauser, manager of the 1985 World Series champion Royals, died just a year after they won that title at the age of 51. And he goes on to address the product on the field and how it is very obviously not going how they expected it to go. Um, And, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that this season's going really bad for Kansas city. They are 29 and 73. It is, we are a week from August and this team has yet to win 30 games. So yeah, a different kind of bad. They're 25 games back in the worst division in, All of baseball. They're 25 games back in a division that if you were 500 at this point in the season, you would probably be a buyer at the trade deadline because you have a really good chance to win this division still. Just being average. That's how terrible they are. And... He has to talk about the product on the field because a lot of people are obviously not able to separate the on-field product versus everything going on off the field. And I've been very clear throughout this time that the the new baseball stadium, that project has absolutely nothing to do with how the team is performing during the season. But in some people's mind, you They think that you need to have a good team before you can can consider moving into a new ballpark. 
Now, he then goes on to talk about the benefits of the park. This construction project is expected to generate over 20,000 jobs, $1.4 billion in labor income, and $2.8 billion in total economic output. So all really good things just for building the park. The next paragraph, the inaugural year of the new ballpark is expected to generate some $185 million more in regional economic output than the K does today. Now, he's going to talk about what he is putting in privately. There, the Royals Ownership Group will commit $1 billion in private investment to build the stadium. That is around what they paid for the team. So they're putting in what they paid for the team and then some of their own investment into the new stadium. Now, obviously, the public will ultimately be responsible for some of this, and they have narrowed it down to two places, one in Jackson County in the East Village and a spot in Clay County in North Kansas City. And they expect to have it finalized, the spot finalized, in late September. So this is moving. It's moving quickly. It's going to be September before we know it. We're going to know likely what the stadium is going to look like because they're working on renderings, kind of uh, more in-depth renderings of the ballpark and the district around it. And we're going to know where it's at. And that letter was posted on Kansas City's Twitter account, and obviously it had pretty much majority negative reception. And I think that it has most mostly to do with the fact that the Royals are so bad. And citizens of Kansas City are having an incredibly hard time separating the two. Because I think I've been outspoken about this. I love Coffin Stadium. It's a great it's a great park, but I understand why they're doing this. Revenue for their team, revenue for the city. And baseball just does really well downtown. And it could be an incredible thing for the Royals. So that is kind of the latest update on the Kansas City Royals and their downtown stadium project. Again, we will know the final spot by late September. And then I would imagine in 2026 or 2027 that the Royals will be officially downtown because it's probably going to take three plus years to build it. So there's a lot that obviously has to happen between now and September, but enough about the Royals. Um, Like I said, we are a week out from the trade deadline and you're about to see a lot of movement in the league as you do every year. 
you're going to see teams like the St. Louis Cardinals selling this deadline. The St. Louis Cardinals haven't been sellers for, I don't even know the last time, but I would imagine that everybody that is not named Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt are probably on the table. Because if you do move on from uh, Arenado or Goldschmidt, if you're the Cardinals, then you're essentially committing to rebuilding. And I don't think that that's where the Cardinals are. I think they're just in the midst of a lost season and can kind of retool and be good again soon. If you're the Yankees, you are probably looking at kind of adding in a lot of different places. The Yankees have been absolutely lost without Aaron Judge's season, so I would imagine that they're going to be looking to add offense. They're probably going to go for more pitching. I think every team could use more pitching. Bullpen depth, especially if you think that you're going to be in the playoffs, you want to have that bullpen elite if you can going into October. I look at the San Diego Padres, a team that is having a really bad season. You could make an argument that they should consider selling off some of their talent, but I honestly, I really don't see a whole lot of movement out of them. Maybe they would consider moving on from a Josh Hader or Blake Snell for the right prospect package. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pirates, I'm just going to briefly kind of gloss over them just because they had a pretty fun start to the season and had a lot of promise and led the division for a little bit, but we knew that it was going to end up kind of coming back to earth. Pirates are going to probably sell all of their veterans. They also have a really good closer in David Bednar that they could probably get a lot back for. Sticking with sellers, Oakland <laughs> Oakland is probably selling anybody and trading anybody to any team that will take any player of value. Minnesota. Minnesota's kind of starting to pick it up a little bit. They're now six games over 500. They were hovering around the 500 mark for most of the season, but they are probably going to, again, add add to their bullpen and get another bat. Miami Marlins. Miami are surprise buyers this season. They have a pretty good shot of making the playoffs and they could use some help in their lineup and they they have they've been deep in pitching all season even into last season they were deep. So they could move some of that and get some some help in their lineup. Los Angeles Dodgers are going to need to 
get some rotation help. They've dealt with some injuries and just some underperformance. And they're in a really tight division race with surprisingly the Diamondbacks and the Giants and not with the Padres. Back to the Kansas City Royals. They are obvious sellers near 50 games under 500. Um, you're looking to likely move a lot of talent. Obviously, Scott Barlow is number one on the list to get moved. They already traded our oldest Chapman to the Texas Rangers. So Scott Barlow will likely be somewhere else. Maybe Zach Grinke. I don't really know if a team will be all that interested in having him. He's been pretty ineffective this season. I think one one player that's compelling and the Royals should at least listen for trade offers on, and I hate that I'm saying this, but they should listen to offers for Salvador Perez. Now, Salvador Perez is... Royals great. He's perennial all-star and gold glover. He's was he's the last remaining player from the championship team. He is on a Hall of Fame trajectory, and the Royals have only had one Hall of Famer in the great number five, George Brett. But I think if they were able to get the right package for him, I think he would have to at least consider it. I, With all that being said, I don't think that he is going anywhere because I think that Salvador Perez wants to be uh, on the Kansas City Royals for his entire career. His number is going to be retired by them when it's all said and done, and he's going to join Frank White, George Brett, and Dick Hauser as the only... Royals to have their numbers retired. But again, you have to at least listen. Okay. I want to close on the Los Angeles Angels and Shohei Otani. So this is incredibly interesting. So right now, the Los Angeles Angels are 51 and 49. Third in third place in the American League West, and they're seven and a half games out. Now, in the wild card, they are four and a half out from that third wild card slot. I think the Los Angeles Angels are in an incredibly difficult position right now because they have one of the, if not when it's all said and done, the best player in Major League Baseball history. And he is likely going to be playing somewhere else next season because somebody is going to back up the Brinks truck for him. and He is going to make over half a billion dollars on the duration of his next contract. So you're the Los Angeles Angels. Your your best shot is a wild card spot. You're four and a half out. Now, 
you would have to play really good baseball because it's pretty crowded. There's there's some good teams that are in front of you. You have four American League East teams ahead of you. Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston, and New York. And you also have the Houston Astros ahead of you. So it's not going to be an easy task. And while four and a half games doesn't seem like a lot, there would be things that would need to happen with other teams, along with you playing great baseball the rest of the way, to make the playoffs. And history, recent history, would tell you that the Los Angeles Angels are not going to make the playoffs this season. So do you let Shohei Otani walk and probably get a compensatory pick for him? Or do you trade him now, risking your playoff chances right now, to get... Probably the biggest trade deadline haul in this league's history. Because if you are a team that thinks they're going to make the playoffs this season or know you're going to make the playoffs this season, you should be calling the Los Angeles Angels to see what they want in return for Shohei Otani. Because Shohei Otani is a great bat and he's a great pitcher. And I already said it, you can never have too much pitching. And nobody's going to complain about the best hitter in the league being on your team either. So I think every team, if they have the ability to do so, they should be trying to figure out how Shohei Otani can play for their team for the next three months. Again, it's a really tough decision for Los Angeles because they are right there. They're, it's not impossible for them to, to make the postseason this year. But I just think long-term, you are likely not going to have Shohei Otani next year. So I think it is in their best interest to trade him. Obviously, time will tell where he ends up or if he moves at all. There's really no telling where he's going to end up. But he could literally be anywhere. I was trying to narrow it down. Maybe he'll end up with the Dodgers or the Giants. But uh, if he ended up in Cincinnati or something, which isn't likely, but it wouldn't shock me if he ended up there. Because, again, any team should be figuring out how on earth they can add him to their roster. Because he is that good and he elevates your team immediately. We'll see how this all unfolds. Thank you for listening. This is Baseball. I'm Brandon.